Welcome to Reflect the Life You Want, where we talk about not only how to survive, but to thrive. I'm your host, Tim Howard, man school strategist, former Army officer, successful Homes for Heroes real estate agent. This show will focus on living a life of greatness, of wholeness, and completeness. This show will be talking about our dreams, our goals, and how to go about creating them. So join me to learn how to reflect and design the life you want to live. This is Tim Howard, the host of Reflect the Life You Want, and I'm especially excited today to have as a guest Tyler Yaw, who's a financial advisor, but where I've really gotten to know him more is his role as the co-host of the Whiskey and Wisdom podcast. So welcome to the show, Tyler. Thank you so much. I greatly appreciate you inviting me on here. Yeah. Well, it's funny. We're reversing roles because I was (laughs) a guest of your guys', you and Chris's show just recently. So a lot of fun getting to talk about the concepts with the mirror book project and the yeah. man school coaching with you guys so welcome to the show i for uh, our listeners if you would just you know take a little bit of time and just kind of introduce yourself share whatever about your personal or professional background you're comfortable sharing so people can get a sense of who you are before we jump into some topics yeah sounds good yeah so tyler y'all of course um i primarily grew up in lancaster pennsylvania so most people know that as amish country yeah, up there yeah And so I was there for the overall majority of my um, primary schooling career through high school and whatnot. And when I was looking around for places to go afterwards, I ended up moving to Wilmington to go to UNCW for operations originally and went through the Cameron School of Business there and everything. And the funny story I like to tell people, too, is six months after I lived down here, my um the rest of my family followed me down too because <laughs> they had their first winter with the snow without someone to shovel it ah so yeah they're like no more snow we're so gonna move down south too. yeah exactly so it was nice to have my family down here as well especially since this is now going to be my home your permanent home. yeah exactly and um so after some time at uncw I started working in the jewelry industry, Mm -hmm. and I always thought I was going to own my own jewelry store at one point when I was in high school, so that's how I got into that. Cool. And while I was doing that, or the main reason why, is I knew that a part of my success was going to be needing to know more about sales, Mm -hmm. not just selling a piece of product, but also selling myself to introduce myself to others and get out there and everything Mm -hmm. and to kind of break down those walls. So that's why I specifically chose a career in sales Mm -hmm. and ended up doing that for almost a decade. Wow. Yeah. And I specifically started learning about finance, learning more about finance, and I was good at it and doing well with it myself. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of friends and family asking me about it. So um, looking to get into the finance industry and went back to UNCW and got my master's in finance. Okay. Yeah, and so got picked up to um, work on a team as a financial advisor, and that's kind of where the career kind of settled for me in that Uh way. Uh And one of the things that I enjoy doing in Wilmington specifically, just because there's so much growth here, there's um, such an entrepreneurial mindset in this area that I wanted to get involved with that and help people connect. Mm -hmm. And one of the first things that um, a previous business partner of mine, we started, it was called uh, Local Firefly Events. Okay. And what we did was we're connecting events around town because I I like going out, listening to live music, finding things to do, but I couldn't find one all-inclusive place. Hmm. And so we started compiling those events and everything um, 
and then Florence and COVID and all of that stuff happened back to back to back almost. And so I was like, all right, time to let that go. But I wasn't ready to let go the fact of meeting new people and getting their stories out. Yeah. So that's where Whiskey and Wisdom came in with um, actually another guy that I met through the jewelry store. Yeah. And so Chris and I started Whiskey and Wisdom. We both enjoyed going to the bar, talking to people and drinking whiskey. Uh-huh. And we said, you know what? Let's make a podcast about this and bring interesting people, um, primarily around Wilmington, but could be anywhere and yeah. have those conversations. Well, it was uh, great to be able to come on the show with you and Chris and talk about yeah, some different ideas. That, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. So you've... Um, Wilmington's now home. <laughs> the rest of the family has moved here yeah, exactly. to follow you. So it sounds like you guys in, intend to be here for a while. Oh, yeah. My parents just bought a, um, 60 acres of land out in Brunswick County. So wow. they're making that the way that they want it to be for basically the rest of their life. That's where they're retiring and everything. And Excellent. My wife and I have found some roots here, um, one in my job, and then she works at the hospital. So Okay. And you guys have two young children, right? Mm-hmm. We have a two-year-old uh, son named Roman and a four-month-old daughter named Asley. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So you got a busy household. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the things uh, when you and I first connected is that we were both had an interest, I think, in both getting to know other people but also mm-hmm. helping other people. Yeah. And that's one thing I think my experience with hosting this Reflect the Life You Want podcast and what I see you and Chris doing with hosting the Whiskey and Wisdom podcast is you're helping to get the word out about local business and you're having yeah. a lot of fun in Certainly. doing it too. Yeah, that's um, primarily why we, we started doing it. We loved meeting people, uh, especially being in the sales industry and yeah. all of that too, just being able to have those open conversations mm-hmm. Uh, in sales, they teach you with the open-ended questions and ask more questions more than you talk. Yes. And we already kind of had that background anyway. And when we would go out to different places and get people talking, we found out really interesting stuff that we never would have expected sitting at a bar or mm-hmm. out at a different networking event. Mm-hmm. And we noticed more times than not, these are stories that we thought would be important for other people to learn about. Yes, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, ahead of the show, I asked you to take a look at the Reflect acrostic of the Reflect a Life You Want, yeah. which is the name of the podcast, also the theme of the upcoming book, The Mirror, co-authored by Maria Spears and I. And you kind of honed in on a couple. Um, we talked about this a little bit on uh, when I was a guest on your podcast, yeah. to clarify your inner circle. And then the second one was the thoughts are key, think it creates. So, so I wonder what is it about the clarify your inner circle chapter theme that especially resonated with you and why and what's going on for you right now related to that. Yeah. Uh, I could talk about that for hours really. (laughs) And, and the reason why is it goes all the way back really to elementary school for me Mm -hmm. because I started wrestling when I was in first grade. Okay. And one of the things that I learned that, having the people around you that also care about the same things you do mm-hmm. make a big difference. And mm-hmm. especially when I was wrestling, most people that get into wrestling aren't doing it because they really enjoy it necessarily. They do it because they have a love for it, of course. Mm-hmm. But um, we talked about this on 
our podcast as well too, but embracing the suck. Mm, yes. And it's just a grind. So even yep. if you talk to mixed martial artists and the highest level of the UFC, they always say the worst practice is wrestling practice. Mm -hmm. So being around people that know they're going to go through those hard times and they're mm -hmm. willing to push through it and you're all going to be there together. Mm -hmm. I had that group um, just kind of growing up with with me the whole time through elementary school, middle school, high school. Yeah. And that did a lot for me. And I didn't realize I had such a strong circle back mm -hmm. in those days. And outside of that, I had another group of friends that were extremely, extremely intelligent, mm -hmm. very focused on schooling and education and learning. Mm -hmm. So those are my two main circles that I ran with during those times. Mm -hmm. So I move away from my hometown where I have these two circles, I get to college and <laughs> I find a different circle. Different circle. Yeah. And that circle did not embrace hard work, mental toughness, uh. education. And there was about two years that I noticed I'd really done nothing mm. with my life. Mm. I didn't really move anywhere. I, and really, if you're not moving forward, you're kind of taking steps back, especially mm -hmm. in the group that I was running with. Mm -hmm. And my grades were fine. They weren't as good as they used to be. I just wasn't living up to my potential. Yeah. And at that point, I realized, hey, you know, I need to start finding these people mm -hmm. to bring back into my circle to level myself up again. Right. And that's where I really started kind of honing that in, finding people that I mostly wanted to either be where they are in the future mm -hmm. or something that I could learn from them that would give me value. Mm -hmm. So that's why that was really important for me. And yeah. that and now I kind of reached where a lot of those people are and we're kind of in that same space of life. So now I'm kind of in a whole other aspect of I'm still going to hang out with because they're great people. And I learned so much from them. Mm -hmm. But who else can I start bringing yep. into my circle again yep. to level up yet more. Yeah. And um, the other aspect of the inner circle, too, is not necessarily the people that you bring in, but what else are you consuming? Yeah. So they've always said about the five people that you spend the most time with. Jim Rohn. Yep, exactly. Um, is kind of who you are. Mm -hmm. And then I started thinking outside of that, what are the five things that I consume the most that's mm -hmm. making me who, who I am yep. and what and how that's affecting me? Mm hmm. And what I noticed is I was over-consuming news. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and these days, there's nothing really positive no. <laughs> in the news. I always wanted to learn more and know more about what's going on in the world. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. But I was consuming it too much to a detriment mm -hmm. that I wasn't finding those things that I need to be, um, again, bettering myself. Yeah, And so... I won't go too far into this because I highly recommend people look for um, the men's school. But yeah. there, I actually joined a um, coaching program and working with another um, coach a few months ago. And that was one of a huge factor of kind of where I'm moving now. And mm -hmm. the biggest things and why I started doing 75 hard, yeah. too, is um, creating new standards for myself. Right. And breaking past the goals that I've already achieved and not just having the one-time goal, but creating the standards. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's one thing we, we talk about specifically in the man school where I coach men through that process is like if if you have really big dreams and goals is like who do I need to become right. in order to accomplish those things and then starting to create 
scripts or affirmations for myself was like, if there's an area of the arena of my life, like right now you're doing 75 hard, you're focused yeah. on your health and fitness, but more importantly, you're working on your mindset because right. that's such a, a big challenge to get to. It's like, so if I have a strong self-image, I might have a script like, I am confident. Right. Like, uh, I am influential. I am uh, a leader. Whatever those things are, that especially mm-hmm. what you're doing now with Wisty and Wisdom, you're, you, you and Chris are being thought leaders in the community and beyond Yeah, by people that you're bringing on the guests and the concepts you're talking about. So, yeah, the power of intentionality around what am I consuming, mm-hmm. what am I allowing into my thoughts, who are the people I'm associating with, so, so powerful in our right. lives. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear that you're doing something very intentional about that, in addition to the 75 hard, which I know is not easy. Yeah, definitely. The 75 hard I um, did last year, actually, yeah. and completed the whole program and completely changed my life. I was doing a lot of the good things I need to be doing afterwards mm-hmm. and continued um, a lot of those standards and noticed because of what I was consuming, I would mm-hmm. say it, it allowed me to slide back from those disciplines. Mm. And so I figured it was a good time to start back up, do it again, and just having that uh, mental fortitude to know that, hey, it's it's time to get what back What is the it. biggest takeaway you've had from both getting through that once, which is not easy. I, mm-hmm. I know a few people have done it. I've, I've begun it before and not been successful. One of these days I'll get there. Um, but what is the, like the biggest aha or learning from going through that process, either then or now you're re-engaged with it? What is like the biggest thing, biggest awareness from that process? Uh, I would probably say there's actually two mm-hmm. uh, for me anyway. So the first one, there's a lot more time in your day mm-hmm. than what than what most pe- most people realize. Yeah. One of the things that I hear a lot of people talk about too is I wish there was more days in the week mm-hmm. to get more stuff done, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So when you do 75 hard, you need to start finding that time to be most efficient. Mm-hmm. So the one in the easiest way, instead of waking up at six o'clock so I can get to work at seven, mm-hmm. I'm going to wake up at five o'clock, mm-hmm. get my stuff done and still go through my process of my day. Right. That one extra hour, just five days a week, five extra hours a week, 20 hours in a whole entire month. Yeah. You created a whole entire day. Um, and really, if you break it down to eight-hour days, that's three working days, mm-hmm. essentially, that you've made for yourself. Mm-hmm. And so that's probably one of the biggest takeaways. And the other two is while you progress through 75 hard, at least this happened for me, is after every week or so, I would think back, this isn't hard enough anymore. <laughs> like, this is easy uh, because you've created those efficiencies, yeah. you've created those standards, and I had this aspect, like, this is going to be hard. It needs to be hard. So I would put harder standards on myself. Mm. Like, okay, I cut down my carbs this much to start my diet. I'm going to cut it back a little bit more. I started my weight at this for my workouts. I'm going to increase it to that. Mm. So just having that constant battle with myself of just increasing and just kind of taking that outside of 75 hard, bringing it to professional personal life. Well, that's awesome. And I think, you know, the... Both those concepts relate to, uh, you know, Andy Frischella, the founder of 75 Hard. Yeah. He's actually business partners with Ed Milet on yep. one in Ed Milet's new book. I, I love his podcast. Mm-hmm. It's kind of about the one more. Yeah. But Ed divides the day up into like three segments. 
Yeah. It's like he gets three days in one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, But just this concept, too, of this, like, you know, if I can do one more sales call or one more rep or increase the amount of resistance mm-hmm. I have and whatever that repetition I'm doing in that workout, then, yeah, I've raised my standard. My, my mental capacity has shifted. Yeah. So that it's like, okay. You talk about the embrace the sec concept you know i went through ranger school in the army many many years ago and that's a common phrase you hear in the special operations Mm -hmm. community but it's just like this idea that you know it's not necessarily i can't change anything about the circumstances i was in so why don't i just do my absolute best in the midst of these circumstances that i have before me and focus Mm -hmm. on the things that i can i can get up at 5 a.m get an extra hour in get my morning routine done get my day started right or I can be a victim and say, woe is me, and push the snooze and sleep yeah. in a little longer and then regret mm-hmm. I don't have enough time to get done what I need to get done. So. I was uh, watching the – it was called uh, the Mental Toughness Forum mm-hmm. a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, and Ben Newman, who was the host of and created it, likes to tell this one story about their, the coach of Alabama, Yep. how – they asked him, like, okay, what are you going to do now that you won the championship? What are you going to do? And he was like, well, I'm going to start playing it for next year. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you just won this. Like, how are you going to celebrate? He was like, well, we'll probably have a nice dinner tonight, but then, like, right back <laughs> into it again. And yeah. he went into basically the same thing is if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it right, and I'm going to put my all into it. Yeah. And if I'm going to be a, a street sweeper, I'm going to be the best street sweeper in the world. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of his philosophy and – that's how um, – that was probably one of the main things that my dad taught me growing up too. Mm-hmm. No matter what you're doing at, no matter what level of life, put your all into it. Mm-hmm. People will notice it. Mm-hmm. And you'll, you're going to progress one way or another. Yeah. Well, that kind of leads into the second chapter that really seemed to resonate with you. Thoughts are key. Think it, create it. Mm-hmm. So we've been talking about some different ideas or different thoughts, but I'm wondering what is it about that? that especially speaks to where you are right now in life and the the dreams and the goals you have for yourself? Yeah, right now, that chapter and that concept is something that I'm working on, which is why it resonated with Mm me. Mm -hmm. Uh, We talked a little bit previously about how originally I thought those I am statements and Mm -hmm. affirmations and manifesting and all of that, I Mm -hmm. thought it was just something to take up time in your day and was kind of silly. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, what are these words going to do? Mm-hmm. And when I started looking up Andy Frisella, Ed Milet, Ben Newman, some of these coaches, professional athletes, UFC champions, mm-hmm. uh, that's the one thing they all have in common. Yes. And I was like, obviously, I'm the silly one to think this, <laughs> right? You know, all these people significantly more successful than I am. All yeah. of these people I look up to and people I would love to be like um, – as I progress through life, are all doing this. And just seeing that again is just another way to affirm that it's it's the right thing to do and learning how to do it better. Mm -hmm. So as opposed to knowing your circle, I've always been kind of good at kind of, especially after finding the bad circle I was in, just kind Mm -hmm. of revamping the circle and getting better and moving forward. Mm -hmm. This is kind of a different aspect where that's something I'm in the process of gaining Mm-hmm. more insight and knowledge about mm-hmm. and just learning how to best 
create those I am statements mm-hmm. and not the I will statements. Yes. We talked about that difference <laughs> yeah. when I was a guest of your show. Exactly. Because yeah. that, that's how I used to think. It's like, yeah. I will do this. I will yeah. do this. And what I noticed and the reason why it is an I am statement is when it's an I will statement, you just keep kicking that can mm-hmm. down the road. Yep. And you'll kick it for as long as you can kick it. Yep. And by saying I am, you need to start making that mental adjustment, that mental change now. Mm-hmm. You got to get into action. Exactly. Start, start to become what you believe. It was interesting. My, my co-author, Maria Spears, has, her podcast drops every Friday morning in, mm. in the recent episode. And she and her co-host, Mary Catherine Wathen, they were talking about this idea that, you know, what what thoughts are we thinking that we're hearing from ourselves versus what thoughts are we saying to ourselves? Mm-hmm. So that concept of creating I am scripts or affirmations is an act of being intentional about something I'm telling myself on a subconscious level on a repeated basis right. that actually becomes who I am mm-hmm. as opposed to this is where I'm at right now. This is the thoughts that I'm having about that. And it's such a game changer. Yeah. Okay. And, and in the process I've been through in, in coaching and the coaching I do with the man school, it's like those taking the time to capture my thoughts, yeah. being self what am I thinking about? thinking about what I'm thinking about and catching myself when I'm having a thought that's not useful, that doesn't serve me and replacing it with another thought, but then getting very intentional about, okay, who is the man that I want to become? So if I have these dreams and goals, what's it going to take? Yeah. And you have that discipline from being a wrestler for many, many years and the Mm -hmm. discipline of associating yourself with other intelligent people. And now you're getting intentional about these other newer ideas that have come into your life. So... I imagine with the discipline that you already have that you're going to have success applying these principles in your life. You're going to start to see these different ideas that you have come about in your life. Yeah, I appreciate that. Definitely hope so, too. One of the main things kind of finding out what the the new goals are and using those statements to kind of start moving Mm -hmm. towards those now and everything Mm -hmm. and just – uh, coming on here at this point in my life was definitely interesting. Everything falls to the right place at the right time, yeah. right? Yeah. Where just finally starting to refocus where I am, where I need to start going now. Um, mm-hmm. Becoming a father of one was already kind of life-shaking at once. And then having a second one right yeah. afterwards, it's it was about time to refocus um, and kind of re-engage. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad that you're, you've you have that awareness and you're being intentional about making that shift for, for you and Jennifer and your two children that you're, you're in the midst of that. So hopefully I'm hoping that Jennifer is very supportive of all that stuff oh, too, that you guys are dreaming things out together. Yeah. Well, that's a great segue into, um, I always like to ask two key questions of my guests is like, so you're, you're doing 75 hard, you're working on some coaching. It's like if there's one thing that you're especially working on right now to reflect more of the life that you want, mm-hmm. what is that that you can talk about from a practical level that might benefit one of our listeners? Yeah, probably the biggest thing right now is more personally for Jennifer and I. Mm-hmm. What we're starting to look out now is we've – both primarily, especially before kids, we we're focusing on our careers because we knew we were going to stay in Wilmington mm-hmm. and everything. So I could kind of focus on that. She could focus on hers. Mm-hmm. And what we've noticed now is, all right, we need to start putting our heads together and mm-hmm. finding these goals as a family. Yep. And 
looking at those one year out, five years out, 10 years out, 20 years out even, and kind of taking these steps that I've been going through here and coaching ourselves and each other and taking the time to really make those plans Mm -hmm. and being more intentional about it. And because what we really want to instill on our children more than anything is that you can achieve the goals that you put out Mm -hmm. and set forth. And if we can put those together and show them every day that, hey, these are the goals that we aspire to and Mm -hmm. that we aspire for for them, um, not necessarily for them to do something necessarily, Mm -hmm. but just for them to have the better lives that we had. Mm -hmm. I hope that instills um, some kind of background and mm-hmm. them to do the same thing for if their their kids if they have them. As you were talking about that, I was thinking about it, and that's a, a concept we teach in the man school, very intentionality is you know, that intimate portion mm-hmm. of your life with your spouse or your significant other is one of the most key areas of the arena of life. And uh, the founders of the Holiness School, which is encompasses the woman's school and the man's school, they have date nights Every Friday night, but they don't yeah. just call it date night. They call it like dream night. So they're going okay. out together with intentionality about cultivating that relationship and making it the four point. And they've got eight kids. Oh, wow. And making their relationship really strong. But they're also they're constantly dreaming out life together. Yeah. So it's not like they're not just doing life together, but they're dreaming out the future and creating a future just like you're talking about for your mm-hmm. children. is like they're embodying that. And setting a great example for their children yeah, to have success. Idea. Yeah, yeah. Very so cool. shift from dream. I wish I would have done those kinds of things when I was younger. Uh, so it's really encouraging to hear that you and Jennifer are spending some intentional time doing that together. That's that's awesome. Well, to this point in life, you've got these different learnings personally, professionally. You know, if you were looking back a few years ago, having a conversation with the, an earlier version of mm-hmm. yourself, or you're talking with someone now that you encounter, it's like, if you could share like one really critical thing or one nugget of wisdom you've gained to this point in life, what would that thing be to, you would encourage others to reflect more of the life they want? You know, I asked the same question to all of my guests, and I've never <laughs> thought about it myself. <laughs> uh, I think right now, especially at this point in my life, is uh, dream bigger. Dream bigger. Yeah, that's a great one. One of the things that I, growing up, and I came up with a bunch of goals that I wanted to hit when I was a freshman and sophomore year of high school. So those are very small dreams for for me, there's some people that have really big dreams when they're in high school or middle school. And then at some point they get breaking down and they, they don't do it. But for me, it was the opposite. Mm-hmm. Knowing what I know now, the dreams weren't as big and pie in the sky. I saw like a few people that was like, oh, that'd be neat to have this type of car, or that type of house and, and really small financial type of dreams is mm-hmm. really what it was. Mm-hmm. And now coming up, not even 30 yet. I've surpassed those. Mm -hmm. And so what happened is I didn't have the standards at that Mm -hmm. point. So I hit these goals a couple years ago and I was like, now what? Felt lost. Yeah. Right. So it was just trying to find these new goals, these lofty goals now. Mm -hmm. So my one thing I would tell my younger self is dream bigger. Mm -hmm. And for anyone else out there, dream bigger. Yeah. I know it's a very cliche quote, but... 
if you aim for the moon, you'll land amongst the stars type of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Like, well, I think, you know, we, I coach other guys in the man school process. We talk about, you know, possible dreams, um, stretch dreams, and then impossible dreams. And mm-hmm. we really encourage guys to go for those impossible dreams So because it's, it's, it's like dreams that both scare you but at the same time really excite you. Right. So it causes you to have to get out of your own way, get uncomfortable, embrace the suck or whatever it is that you want to think about it. But you got to do something different because mm-hmm. you got to become a different version of yourself yeah. in order to be the man that can accomplish these really lofty dreams. Mm-hmm. So I love it. I'm, I'm, in fact, I met a guy at a conference out recently. He wrote a book and he does a lot of coaching around this, just thinking really big right. and thinking bigger than, you know, most people will try to be in our lives will you know, you, you share an idea, and we talk about this in the man school coaching. Is that, you know, when you first got a really big idea, you might want to keep that kind of close. Keep that mm-hmm. in your really tight inner circle because a lot of people are going to poo-poo that idea. Yeah. And say, oh, that can't happen, or you don't, da-da-da. Yeah. And you don't need any of that negativity coming at you from your inner circle. It's like right. you need people that believe in you, that inspire you. Who, who are new mentors? Who are new business people? Who are new people you can listen to that are thinking mm-hmm. really big? And say, how do I become that? Well, I start working on these standards. Right. I'm going to work every day at getting a little better at this thing that's going to lead me towards this really lofty goal that I have. So I'm wholeheartedly with you, man. Dream bigger. Yeah. What's some, a really big dream? If there's one you're, you've cultivated a little bit, you might be willing to share that you haven't talked about publicly before if, if you're open to doing that. Certainly. Uh Really, I started thinking about it a couple months ago when the podcast started more so taking off for us, Mm -hmm. where I think I could be more of that thought leader that you talked about, Mm -hmm. especially in the community. Um, My big lofty goal, it would be outside of the community Mm -hmm. and be more of a larger uh, kind of a public speaker, specifically for like high schoolers. I'm big in my faith as well. So if I could be a public speaker for high schoolers inside of um, churches and kind of travel around and mm-hmm. do that, I think that would uh, would be one of my bigger dreams at, at this point. And just being able to get back on stage again. I was a DJ growing up through high school <laughs> and college. So I, I'm used to standing on stages with microphones. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, you brought up this idea that we, we spoke about when I was a guest on your show is that the belief – Mm-hmm. You were you were asking me what was that one thing, and I, I talked about the belief, like the belief I have in myself. And one of those ideas we had around was like, okay, for us to be really influential in the in the medium of being a podcaster or being a public speaker is, is I have to have belief that I am a thought leader. Right. I have to believe strongly enough about myself that I have something to share and create value for others that I can step into this role with a great mm-hmm. deal of confidence, put my ideas out there. Right. Because I guarantee you somebody's going to be listening to this episode of this show that we've done together that's going to pick up on something from you, that you've influenced them. You are being a thought leader that is going to, like, make an impact on their life. And having that belief just to go out there and do that consistently with the Whiskey and Wisdom podcast and get great guests on the show with you and Chris and what that's going to lead to. I'm excited for you. Yeah, thank you. That's one of the amazing things about podcasts in general for me anyway, where 
we're definitely no um, Joe Rogan podcast, right? With <laughs> millions of listeners out there. But the one thing that really struck a chord with me is we have a small fraction of what a lot of these big podcasts get. But each week, I have someone who reaches out to me and says how it impacted them or yeah. has impacted a friend. And if that's a person that's just reaching out and saying it, mm-hmm. it has to affect more people. Yes. So knowing that there is that positive ripple that's going out from something that we've created mm-hmm. is super powerful for me and what gets me up in the morning to do each episode after that. Because mm-hmm. if if anyone who listens to those things or is anything like me, they take that little bit of positivity that they learned and they share it with someone else. Yes. And if it just keeps increasing that way, I think the one little bit of positivity I can put on the world right now, I think is definitely powerful. Yeah, that ripple effect is is powerful. What, if anything, is kind of bubbling up for you right now? Maybe something you thought we might talk about that we haven't talked about or just something that's coming up as we've been having this conversation that you think would be a value to our listeners? One of the things that I started thinking about, too, and I haven't thought about this since my first sales job in jewelry when I worked at Hellsburg Diamonds, one of the big things that our regional always brought up was called the Oz Principle. Mm. See it, own it, solve it, do it. Mm. And that's probably one of my favorite books and made the largest impact on my life. So the Oz, again, it's see it, Mm -hmm. see it, own own it. it, solve it, do it. Cool. I like it. Yeah. So you have to see and decipher what the problem is Mm -hmm. in your life or work or leadership, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. And you have to own it as yours. Mm -hmm. So um, Jocko Willink also has a book out that's called Extreme Ownership. Yep. And very similar to own it is no matter if it was you that created that problem or if it's a problem that's around you, just own it as your own. Mm -hmm. And solve it is finding the way of how do I go past this? How am I able to solve this issue and put a game plan together? Mm -hmm. And who are you going to bring with you? Because very few large problems can be fixed on your own. You have to have a team with you or someone with you or at least someone to back you up to give Mm -hmm. you the support to do it. Absolutely. And then do it is just going out there and get it done. Mm Mm-hmm. Cool. So is the Oz, is that in reference to the Wizard of Oz? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. I've not heard that before. I like it. Yeah. I keep it in my office. See it, own it, solve it, do it. Awesome. Yeah. The extreme ownership, I'm familiar with that too. Uh, but absolutely. And I think a lot of people in life, they 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 do a lot of blaming, mm-hmm. you know, and they're, I don't want to take responsibility for that or they're victims in their mindset. That, right. But just embracing that, that Going back to that embrace, it's like, this is the situation that I'm now yeah. in. I can either make the best of it or I can make um, make it not be the best. It's really up to me. It's my choice. So yeah. you, uh, you taking that, that yeah, with, type of approach, I think, is very powerful. Yeah, with that, too, and something else to um, kind of bring out to the rest of the viewers, wherever their religious beliefs may lie. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm a huge believer in God and Jesus as my Savior. Mm-hmm. And so with that being said, I'm a sh- also a strong believer in everything that happens to me is happening to me for a reason. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, there's nothing that I can go into that I can't get out of. There you and go. so just having that and in the back of my mind, no matter what the situation comes up. So that mm-hmm. was one thing that 
my wife has always brought up to me too. She was like, nothing ever really rattles you, rattles you. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't because I know I'll be able to get through it. Yeah. Peace. I I have that peace that I have God behind me. That's going Mm -hmm. to push me through whatever needs to be Mm -hmm. done and have the power to, um, figure out what those things are and just being, having that confidence. Well, I absolutely agree with you there. And, uh, I have the same beliefs. So yeah, it's, uh, it's powerful when you step into a situation knowing that, you know, the Romans eight twenty eight comes to mind is like, you know, all things mm-hmm. are used for good for those called according to his purpose. It's, it's, it's just like, you know, like not everything that happens in life is good, right. but it can be used for good if we stay focused on, uh, it's not about me, right? Ultimately, it's like how do we bring glory and honor to our Creator by how we live out our life, mm-hmm. taking exactly. ownership and responsibility for what we can and do our absolute best at what we get. Yeah, to do. we talked about it on my podcast as well too. Is by you living the life that you know you're supposed to be living will expand out to others that see you living that life. Absolutely. Yeah, you're, you're speaking to the concept of contribution. Right. So you are uniquely gifted with gifts and talents that you're, you're called to be, to use. Right. And to be an instrument uh, for the kingdom. So it's like if you will step into that, mm-hmm. that's going to be glory. You know, there's going to be blessings that have come from that as opposed right. to hiding and not sharing that, if, if you're a good steward with the, the skills and the talents that you have, you're going to be entrusted with more, right? right? It's going to be honored. So just stay focused on why am I doing this? Exactly. It's not for yeah. my glory. It's for his glory. Mm-hmm. Then good things are going to come from all those endeavors that you put forth, I'm sure. Agreed. Thank you. Well, awesome. Well, if people want to connect with you or learn more about the Whiskey and Wisdom podcast or... Um, just hear more about, you know, financial planning or whatever it is that uh, you want people to connect with you. What are some good ways to make those connections? Yeah. Most of the time you can find me on Instagram. That's kind of the main way to connect with me these days. And for me personally, it's Tyler underscore y'all, Y-A-W, not (laughs) (laughs) Y-A-L-L, underscore. And then the Whiskey and Wisdom podcast is whiskey period and period wisdom. Okay. So those are the two main ways to find us, and um, I'm always on that. You and Whiskey and Wisdom podcast will get up with Chris or I. Yeah, and those are probably the best ways. Well, you guys have had some great shows with some guests, a uh, number of people that I know, and then some right. others that uh, I've gotten to know a little bit about by listening to the podcast. So I encourage people to check out the Whiskey and Wisdom podcast, and that drops how frequently. Every Wednesday at 6 a.m. Every Wednesday at 6 a.m. So check it out. And while you're listening to the Reflect the Life You Want podcast, what comes out every Friday morning. Um, Well, Tyler, it's been great to have you as a guest. It's been good. We've been getting to know each other a little bit in the last few months. And I appreciate you taking the time to come in and share what you're learning in life that can make a difference in somebody else's life. Yeah, I greatly appreciate it, having the microphone turned around this time. So it was fun. I appreciate it. Well, I always encourage my guests just to go out and reflect the life you want. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you.